Hashtag SFM Talking Point. 10.45 is our time and uh, we talk about learning Braille now, the importance of that. Now, this past Monday was World Braille Day and we thought to visit the subject today to look at how far we are as a country in making it accessible for learners. Our guest is of the view that learners should learn both Braille and uh, print for them to be able to communicate with sighted people. Also in 2021, how accessible is Braille in all of our 11 official languages? So to talk to us on this subject, we joined on the line by Silae Lomukato, who is Director for Special Programs in the Office of the Limpopo Premier. Silae good morning. Thank you for joining us. Morning, Asanta and your listeners. All right, so yesterday we were talking about the plight of persons with disabilities, and now we're talking Braille. Uh, as a blind person yourself, tell us about, you know, the significance of World Braille Day to you, as this is commemorated on January 4 every year. Okay, thanks. Um um uh, in 1809 there was a man who was born by the name of louis braille in france louis braille was born not as a blind person he was born sighted and uh, his father was uh, a shoemaker and at some stage uh, louis braille wanted to imitate his father and took that sharp object and tried to make a shoe and unfortunately with that sharp object he injured his one eye and then that's how his blindness came about louis braille uh, uh, worked professionally as a as a teacher and he saw how difficult it was to for blind people to write and read in those days uh, there was no braille but uh, blind people used uh, wooden uh, shapes the way you write your your letters they would be made in wood those letters and blind people would use this uh, wooden blocks to write whatever so you you can imagine if i have to write asanda i must pick up a block a block s block so it it's it's so uh, it's not right it's so difficult Mm. Uh, braille actually uh, was not discovered by Louis Braille. Lu- what Louis Braille did, he only uh, adjusted it. Braille was uh, the, the medium of writing and, and reading and writing for soldiers, especially in the dark. So uh, because they wanted to communicate with one another uh, without using the light, so they used uh, the Braille. I don't know by that time... <laughs> What did they call it? Because then, after Louis Braille adjusting it, uh, it took up up his name. It became Braille, but initially it was not Braille. But the importance of uh, commemorating this day, the 4th of January, is to remind uh, uh, everybody, uh, the country and the world, that Braille is important for blind people. It unlocks education. It unlocks uh, opportunities. Uh, today, uh, I'm educated. Uh, I have a BA degree. Uh, I'm a director in the office of the premier. If it were not because of Braille, I would not not, not have achieved educationally to where I am. But um, there mm. are two things, uh, uh, Asanta. Braille assists blind people to acquire information, to write, 
uh, and read. But um, when I have to communicate with sighted people, uh, uh, I will not use braille. Um, during our times when we were still students uh, or, or pupils at schools, were taught braille from uh, grade grade R, and then uh, uh, from grade uh, ten, uh, the then standard eight. Then we were taught how to type. It means typing was taught to us so that we can be able to communicate with the sighted uh, uh, people. What we are seeing today is that um, uh, the, the tradition of blind learners being taught how to uh, uh, to write uh, using typing or using computers to sighted people, that skill is gradually dying. Blind people are uh, are writing their exams using Braille, uh, whereas the markers are not Braille uh, literate. literate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, what we are seeing is that um, then the after a blind learner has written an exam, another sighted person who knows Braille comes and translates what this learner has written into sighted. So it means now. Uh, uh, the, the the marker who's not Braille literate has got uh, an interpreter in between. So it's a blind man who has written Braille, there's an interpreter who translates, and then there's a marker. But when this, uh, these blind learners get to universities, get to TVET colleges, there are no such people. So it means um, it's also important for blind learners to be taught how to use uh, ordinary print, either by uh, typing or using computers. Because when they get to universities, then they become stranded. Uh, Their lecturers don't know anything about Braille. But over and above them, when they go to workplaces, uh, their colleagues don't know Braille. So we appreciate that Braille is an important thing and and, uh, it should be strengthened. Uh, But on the other hand, uh, as blind people who are expected to learn a, a print way of writing so that we can communicate with uh, uh, whoever is not blind, who is sighted. Uh, I remember so there's when quite I was a lot of barriers, I mean, for, for blind people, and, and that needs to definitely change. I've seen uh, some keyboards with a bit of Braille on them in terms of the computer, so to be able to type there. But do we have that in cell phones? When we talk about accessibility and making sure that everyday life is easier for those with blindness. Uh, cell phones, cell phones. we have two types of cell phones. We have cell phones with buttons. Uh the standard rule is that number five, the number five, will have a dot, and it's a, it, we call that a home home row. So I know I will know very well that if my finger is at number five, then uh, other buttons I'll be able to move to them uh, uh, with ease. But there are also these new versions of cell phones, which are known as touch screens. There are no buttons on those cell phones. um, Those cell phones, they are very much difficult uh, to use, but they have got uh, some speech. Um, So uh, because this uh, category of cell phones is still new, um, 
blind people are, are expected to be formally trained on how to use these cell phones. That's a part of accessibility. If you go through the United Nations Convention on the Rights of Persons with Disabilities, uh, I think it's article number two, it will tell you that all technology has to be accessible to for use by people with disabilities. So we're negotiating with um, uh, technology companies to make their uh, devices accessible for people with disabilities. Uh, there are and I want to talk about challenges mm-hmm. relating to Braille. Mm. Uh, challenges that we have now. Uh, in education, there is a policy of redeployment. Uh, redeployment is whereby teachers maybe they are in access in one school. There are many there, and they some have, of them have to be shifted to another school. You'll find teachers who are literate in Braille in a special school, and the school... Uh, it's found to have, have more access uh, teachers. These teachers are taken away from this special school. And in some other stages, you'll find teachers who don't know anything about Braille are brought into a special school. And that weakens the teaching of Braille because you can't teach Braille while you don't know Braille. The mm. other aspect, um, uh, some years back, um, education... Uh, a diploma for specialized education it was offered um, by the Department of Education and in that way uh, uh, a, there was a component for teachers to be trained on how to read and, and write Braille now uh, teacher training is purely in the hands of universities uh, universities are just teaching uh, people academically on how to teach learners. And uh, there is that lack of, uh, of skill of reading and writing Braille. So it means teacher training also has degenerated mm. in respect of uh, equipping teachers uh, how to teach learners uh, Braille. Yeah. Let's take so, a call. Uh, we've got a caller, Mustafa from East London, who's also visually impaired. I don't know if you have a question for us, Mustafa, or you want to just add your experiences. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning to Mr. H. I can't pronounce your name. Mr. Fialo. Mr. Fialo. Good morning. Okay, sir. Uh, now, as you stated, one of the visual impairment testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides uh, the blindness, I also have albinism. I got blind 13 years ago due to albinism complications. Now, mm-hmm. I think I'm feeling the same pain that the gentleman is feeling, your guest right now, because I'm also visual impairment stated. Now, uh, I think I've noticed now, especially in tertiary institutions, that the, 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 the facility of praise is lacking. Oh, it's not there at all. So I'm talking uh, like what, 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 what I mean is that we we I was I was at the Tibet College mm-hmm. the first three years. Then then when we have to write the assessments like tests and exams, we have to rely on the people who are we have to be assisted by people who are doing in-service training to assist us. Then we have to provide answers, and they will write answers that we are seeing on the normal preprint. That we cannot access. Now, I'll, I'll appreciate. I will appreciate in the education center if they could, if they could, if they could please consider 
uh, reintroducing or, or implementing the brain fa- uh, facility even in the tertiary uh, sector so that, so that our fellow even in the next generation can be able to, to work independently by, by, by using this facility. That is, that is most, uh, mostly useful to us as visual impairment people. Can I make a appeal for a gentleman to leave his details? Okay. Uh, so, so that to, uh, we, we can be able to interact with him, especially to follow nationwide who are also visual impairment. Absolutely. For well, some of us, we don't have do access that. to social media. Yes. Okay. Mustafa, just your experience in terms of taking public transport and, and using robots, what is that like and how would you appeal to the public to be patient and help? I think the public must be patient with us because they know that obstacle of not being seen physically uh, appealing to the public if they could bear with us. Thank you, Mustafa. We'll share Salilo's details. Salilo, I'm sure you don't have an issue sharing those, but we still have another two minutes to go, okay, so we'll share them in the yes. end. Your yes. experience, I mean, Salilo, in terms of just, you know, us being uh, sensitized, when it comes to shopping malls and things like elevators and signage and buildings, I mean, if you come into the, uh, say, for example, Radio Park, you need to know where's sixth floor, where's which direction is the canteen, what we can see, you can't. How do you navigate through that? Yes. Um, uh, blind people uh, replace their sight with hearing and touch, smell, uh, yeah, uh, uh, these different uh, senses. Um, what we have seen today is that on elevators, the lifts, the buttons, uh, you'll find braille markings there that uh, next to a button that goes to ground floor, they would put a G in Braille. Uh, there will be one next to uh, first floor button and so forth. But for uh, for me to understand where the lift has gone, whether it has stopped at floor number one or floor number four, the lift has to be installed with a speech, uh, speech synthesizer. Mm. So this uh, speech synthesizer would speak, uh, the, would tell me which floor it has stopped. If it's on first floor, it would say floor one or floor two or mm. floor three. So, uh, but also when I mo- uh, move around uh, using my white cane, then um, there, will, uh, there will be different types of noises. If it's a restaurant, I can hear people uh, uh, using their forks or spoons in their plates. I can hear that sound. Uh, uh, if it's a fish and chips uh, 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 restaurant, I, I can smell that here, the, the, the fish, and, fish and chips. Yeah. But uh, those are techniques that are taught to a blind person through uh, a profession known as orientation and mobility. Okay, we'll check um, some more. We just need to uh, break for uh, the news, Salailo. If you can stay with us, because we have a, a call as well from East London. If Faith, okay. if, if you can just uh, stay with us, we need to take the news, then we'll just wrap up with you on the other side of 11. It's a 11, uh, It's one minute past 11. Over to you, Amanda. SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. The Talking Point on SAFM, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday.
Eight minutes past 11. It's the third hour of the Talking Point here on SAFM on this Wednesday, the 6th of January. My name is Asanda Peta. So we had asked Slilo to stay in the line talking about the importance of learning Braille. Uh, Slilo Makato is Director for Special Programs in the office of the Limpopo Premier. Slilo, you still there? Yes, yes. Okay, let's take a call from East London. Faith is calling us as well. Thanks for your patience, Faith. You've got a question or a comment? Good morning, Sister Sander. Good morning. Good morning to your guests as well. Good morning. It's so true that it's Lyle, that uh, when you are blind, the other senses are very sharp. I'm, I've experienced that. And uh, I'm, 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 I think I'm now 16, 17 years blind. I do not know where I can learn Braille. I've been wishing to learn Braille because I, I, there's nothing that helps me. I'm just stuck. I, I used to run my own business, but I lost everything I had. So I always wished to 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 develop my 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 my, my life and do something with my life than sitting not doing anything. Can I get an an, an advice of where I can go and learn Braille? Where can she learn Braille, Salilo, in the East London region? Um, in the East London region, um, around Port Elizabeth, there is a, a, an organization by the name of Ngosinati uh, Foundation. They are teaching Braille. Uh, there is Kanisa School. Uh, there, there are a number of them. Um, so uh, I think uh, callers can drop me an email at Mahato S Mahato how do you spell Mahato M A K G A T O S for sugar at premier dot limpopo dot gov dot Z A uh, we we can exchange information around where to learn Braille and where to access various issues. Uh, it's true um from the caller that has uh, that has who has just are you, are you still there, Faith? I'm still here. So that was your only question? Yes. Okay, you can listen in the radio and then we'll just share the details for Usulailo as well uh, um, again. Unfortunately, yeah. I can't even write. I don't know how Are you to alone it. there? Uh, can yes. you give one of our, um, our producers your number, please? We'll, we'll, I'll hand you that. back to, to Lebu. Okay. Thank you, Faith. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's possible for a person to learn Braille even when you are uh, you are an adult. It's not only when you are in childhood where, where you can learn Braille. You can learn Braille uh, at different ages. But also we must take note that uh, for one to learn Braille, one's fingers have to be uh, stimulated. Uh, so it's possible that if you have become blind due to diabetes, related um, conditions, your sense of touch might have uh, decreased or diminished. So there are other ways of uh, reading and writing uh, other than Braille. So you can be taught how to use a computer. And if you are able to use a computer, you can use the computer to write and also use the computer to read because uh, uh, Braille is just one uh, medium of reading and writing, but there are, uh, there's audio, audio that blind people can use to, to read. You can either use um, audio on electronic uh, media, uh, referring to computerized uh, information, or it can be information that is put on CD 
or, uh, or memoristics. So there are various ways where, which blind people can use to, to read. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, callers can drop us an email and we can give them more information. Limpopo province has got six schools for the blind. Okay. Um, and it, um, these schools for the blind, uh, government has provided them with manual machines, uh, braille machines, and also electronic uh, equipment for braille. Remember, braille has now developed um, some years back. When it started, it was just done manually. But today, uh, we can also write braille uh, using electronic devices. Uh, okay, so let's do this uh, then, uh, Salailo. We'll, we've got Faith's number then, East London. Can we connect yes. her to you? Uh, uh, Lebo will speak to you in terms of her details, and then you can forward to her the names of those schools, the Nkosinati Foundation and the Kanyisa School, yeah. um, and then other assistance that she may need. Are you open to sharing your telephonic number as well, besides your email? Yes, I'm open to sharing my my, my number. Um, okay, yeah, what is it? Can call, my people can call me at... O eight two seven two nine two seven seven eight. O eight two seven two nine two seven seven eight. And I'm aging blind people. Let's fight uh, for the survival of Bray because there there are other people who are anti Bray and they are trying to fight uh, its existence. There are teachers who are coming to our schools who think that. They can teach blind learners without using Braille. Uh, and as blind people, as the primary consumers of this medium of write, reading and writing, let's protect it and let's fight for it. Okay, and your email address is makato s at premier.limpopo.gov.za. All right. There you go, Mustafa, as well. Hope you're still listening. Uh, thank you so much for your time again, Salailo, uh, and all the great work that you are doing. Keep inspiring us. Okay. Thank you very much. Salailo Makato is Director of Special Programs in the Office of uh, the Limpopo Premier. So his uh, number is 082-7292-778. And his email, makato s at premier.limpopo.gov.za.